Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a seven-figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, guys? All right, so this has been an episode that I've wanted to record for a little while, and you know, just other things have taken precedent. But the more I I talk to new clients, or you in the DMs, or just see stuff from other coaches out there, you know, this three-hour workday is really misleading, and I want to break that down and kind of what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through kind of the levels of my business monetarily, kind of how I scaled my business and the work that went along with that. Now, there's going to be a few disclaimers. Also, I want to I want to say that I'm currently drinking some iced coffee and I never drink iced coffee, okay? So this is all, I'm already in a weird mood. I don't know if it's going to bring out some spice in me. I don't know if it's going to bring out some sass in me. I really don't know what's going to happen on this episode, but it's going to be very unfiltered and, and pretty blunt to the point. And maybe some tough love is going to be in here as well. So anyway, I want to break this down into just like income levels and and show you, teach you, tell you, whatever you want to say, right? Like what it really takes to build a seven-figure business. No bullshit. And I, again, you know, there, there's two kinds of people. So let me put kind of a disclaimer out here, right? If you are trying to build a business to where you quite literally are not involved with your clients, everything is outsourced, you are passing off everything, we are likely not totally aligned, okay? With that being said, though, if that is truly the business model that you are going for, I will have some notes on that a little bit later. But also, if that is the kind of business you are building, I just want to reiterate the fact that you probably, if you're listening to this podcast, are not an influencer, don't have like a mass amount of followers. And with that being said, you probably are having to work really hard to get your leads and to really build your business as it is. And and that does get easier, but it's time consuming is my point. You're going to be putting in that effort. And so when you're constantly consuming information from coaches or people on this platform or even other other coaches, right? Like that seem like they have all of this time freedom. I don't want you to associate number one, time freedom with income. And don't believe everything you see on the internet, okay guys? Because I don't know a single seven or eight figure business owner, company, right? That is only working three hours a day. I'm not saying you can't have a three hour day, but that is a 15 hour work week and that is not the norm, okay? So anyway, I, I'm gonna go ahead and start with that kind of zero to 10K mark, right? So if you are between the zero and 10K mark and you're wondering how much should I be working, I'm not gonna give you an answer for how much you should be working, but I'm gonna kind of break down what I did, right? The secret to hitting your first 10K months is all about habits. That's really it, honestly. And this is where I find that people fail. So think about if you bring on a new fitness client, okay? Let's say you are a, I'm just gonna do this for simplistic sake. Let's say you're a macro coach and let's say your brand new client has never tracked a macro in their life, okay? That means you have to build a lot of habits. They've got to learn how to weigh their food, 
how to put it in my fitness pal, how to look at menus ahead of time at restaurants, right? Like there's a lot of habits that are really going to impact their lifestyle, right? Overall in a positive way, but at first it may feel like it's really impeding. It may not feel totally aligned. It may feel really uncomfortable. And this is the same conversation I have with my new coaches, okay? When somebody joins FCA and they maybe have no clients or they've been, you know, trying to build a business for six months to a year or maybe even longer and just there's no traction, when I start to do an audit of their habits, I find that they aren't there, okay? So when I first started out, right, I was laid off. I knew that I had six weeks left in my job. And so with that being said, I was working 50 hours a week, no doubt, okay? I was lucky if I had a 40-hour work week, but news is crazy. News is unpredictable, and I was constantly staying late, and my schedule was a little wonky, right? So I was live at 5, 4, 5, and 6 p.m., and on the weekends, I was live at 6 p.m. and 11 p.m., okay? So you can see how my schedule was a little weird. So I know you're thinking, oh, 5, you're off at 5, right? No. So I would come to work at 9, and I would get off at 7, right? 9 to 7 was my typical work day. And I was teaching spin classes at 5, 6 a.m. I was, you know, training after that. And then I would get ready and go to work. So I really wasn't able to focus on my business truly until after 7 p.m. With that being said, that sucked for me. So what I started doing strategically was, you know, once you realize you don't have a job anymore, right? Like I knew that I was going to not have a job in six weeks. So I felt like my back was a little bit against a wall. And with that being said... I knew I maybe had five to 10 hours, let's say 10 hours a week that I could focus on my business without totally combusting. So, you know, Saturday mornings, I would do tons of lead sourcing. And then all day Sunday on my off day, I would, you know, create content and I was doing more lead sourcing because I had already built a Instagram to where people knew that I was talking about fitness, right? So if you're somebody who is brand new, okay, like you've never posted anything about fitness before and people on the internet have no idea, right? It's going to take you a good six months of consistency to build authority. I have a podcast, literally, it's, I think it was from May of 2022. So not too long if you're listening to this in a timely fashion, but it's about, it's like, what does it take to really build authority? And that's going to walk you through kind of what I'm talking about there. But authority is built through repetition and proof, right? That's really kind of the, the two key components. So I already had some authority in the fitness coaching space, right? So whenever I announced that I was going to be taking on clients, I did have people reach out to me. That doesn't mean that everybody bought, right? Because, well, that's just not, <laughs> that's not realistic, right? I don't have any social proof other than my personal self, right? Like my transformations. So with that being said, you know, while I was working a full-time job, I was putting in about 10 hours a week on my business and probably eight of those hours were quite literally content creation and DM strategy. You know, I didn't have DM strategy back then. Like I had no idea, really. I was just posting a lot of polls and responding if somebody talked to me and people, a few people would reach out to me. I didn't really have like a sourcing framework at the time. I was kind of learning as I was going, right? And so for me, it was it was the habits, right? Those habits that were so foundational. So like, I did not go to bed at night until I did lead sourcing or start, you know, chatting in the DMs, right? 
I also didn't give a shit about like the algorithm necessarily because who, I mean, you don't know anything when you're starting out. Like at least I didn't. I mean, I, I, I knew Instagram was a platform that I loved, but I didn't really know what was going on there. So, you know, I, I wasn't doing like these Canva graphics and all of that. I was just doing still photos of me and captions that were inspiring, motivational, teachable moments, things like that. Didn't really have too much of a strategy, but I was taking messy action. That's what I want to really push for you. If you are in that spot where you are really like in the zero, like like if you're just starting out that zero to 5k, really taking messy action. So anyway, after I was laid off, right in that six weeks timeframe, I I made about 5k. I was not hitting 5k months, but I was definitely make, I made my first 5k. I was probably making about 2,500 or so, I think with my online coaching business when I was laid off. Um, and then for supplemental income, I was still teaching spin classes. I did get a job at my, at my gym to do some personal training. I was doing that a few days a week, a few mornings a week, just to bring cash in, honestly, because I wanted to know that like, no matter what my bills were taken care of, I had all this free time now, right? All this free time. And so I started taking things a little more seriously, right? I was like, all right, I need a marketing strategy, right? I need to get a game plan going. But still, the focus was just selling, right? So selling, content creation, DM strategy. With that being said, I mean, I was probably working, I don't know, eight to 10 hours a day, honestly. And I know that seems crazy, but like when you first start out, and I'm sure you can relate to this, when you first start out with like, DM sourcing, it takes so long. Like you kind of feel like no one is a good lead. And then there's private, you know, Instagrams and all of that. And you kind of feel like sales you don't really know how to start conversations. Like it takes a long time. And so for me, it wasn't eight to 10 hours a day of just like bullshit. Like I was really trying to build something. And like I said, for me, there was no plan B. There was only a plan A and plan A was to build an online coaching business. And I wanted to really dominate this space. So what I also did was I started a podcast because I knew that I was very well connected in the industry, right? So I was getting people like Adam Atkinson, Lane Norton, Paul Ravella. I was getting these like bigger name coaches on my podcast so that I could really utilize that resource, right? And then something else that I did too, was I was always affiliated with Core Nutritionals. I still am affiliated with Core Nutritionals. I love their products. Side note, if you need anything, let me know. But no, for real, like I, I really love their, their products. And so I've been involved in a while and I just flat out asked them, I was like, hey, you know, I would really love to be more involved in your company. And I would really love to kind of teach your athletes how to create better content, right? Now, again, like my background is journalism, right? Like I am a journalist. I understand writing. I understand scroll stopping content, which kind of translates to marketing, you know? So that is why my clients, I focus so heavily on having really, really good content because that's what's going to translate over time. I created this deal with them where I was doing this online kind of content mastermind course thing, in which case there was a ton of coaches, right? Like these coaches are are looking at me and seeing me as kind of an authority in the space. And that is something that really helped me build that traction. So, you know, I think that one one way that I really built a six-figure business so quickly because I hit my first, I made my first six 
figures in the first seven months of my business. And by the first year of my business, I was securing a quarter million annually, right? Which is really fast growth for somebody who is not an influencer, you know, and is not like there weren't, there weren't connections necessarily for me. I just was using every resource and every aspect that I could. Right. So on one side, right. And again, I'm talking about getting to your first 10 K month. So in one way, I'm over here making sure that I am in my DMs and that my content is fire. On the other side, I am launching a podcast and making sure that I am getting quality guests that are going to also share and get my name out there. And then I'm utilizing my affiliate. And again, you know, I do, I love coaching. I love teaching. And this was before business coaching, guys. This was, I was not business coaching at the time at all. I have a really big pet peeve when people start business coaching too early because I think that you should be able to, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I need to explain that, but <laughs> I feel like everyone just kind of at this point is like, oh, I've been fitness coaching for a while. Let me business coach. Like, no, let's not do that. You know, I, I wasn't business coaching at all. I didn't even think that that was an option for me. Like that was not on my radar, but I did have a skill set with, you know, content creation, marketing, selling, all of those things. And so basically what I was teaching these coaches to do was to sell core nutritional products better, right? And really revamp their Instagram so that they were able to bring in more, not only more product for the, for the company, but to create more commission for themselves. So anyway, I was really utilizing as many outlets as I could. And then I was, you know, teaching at Cycle Bar. And obviously, like when I left my job, that was really pivotal. And so my my multiple classes, they saw me, they, you know, I was also like pretty fresh off of, well, not fresh off of a prep, but I was competing pretty recently like the year prior to starting my business. And then in 2020, I was also prepping, right? So I started my business at the end of 2019, August of 2019. And so I I I was going into prep like pretty soon after. And so, I mean, you know, people knew me as I was fit. I was a, a fun instructor and they they trusted me. And so people started asking me about working with me and working with me as their coach. So, you know, that's what I want to encourage you is like, I think that when you're trying to build that first 10K, we just assume that if we just post some content and hope for the best, like people are going to come to us. And so when you're, when I tell you, like I was working 10 hours a day, that's not to tell you that, and again, this is 10 hours because I was laid off. Okay. If I had a job still, it probably would have been a little bit of a slower momentum. However, I will say, you know, I'm not telling anyone to quit their job or walk away because it really is, it, it can be very hard, especially when you view your job as stability, but personally, I was in a contract and was let go halfway through, right? So like for me, stability is bullshit in the corporate world because you are disposable. There is always somebody, you know, you can be replaced essentially. You are totally replaceable in your nine to five. And even if you feel like it is secure and stable, you can be replaced any time. And I was, and I, I'm, I hope that doesn't happen to you, but I will say getting laid off really pushed me to just grind and go all in. So, you know, I'm using every connection that I possibly can. And if you're thinking, Taylor, I don't have those connections, make them, right? Chances are you probably are fit. You have knowledge in the space, like get a good solid proposal and go talk to some supplement companies, right? Like not on Instagram, 
but go find their marketing person and go send them a message, right? Like you have to ask for what you want because no one is going to slide in your DMs and be like, Hey, really like your content. Would love to make you a sponsored athlete. No, they may, some rando supplement company may slide in and say, hi, I want to be an affiliate, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting paid on a monthly basis and doing work, right? Zero to 10K, that is what you're going to do. So again, I know that sounds like a lot of work, but it really is, right? And that is why so many businesses fail and never get off the ground is because they're afraid to put in that work. So my suggestion to you, if you are somebody that has a nine to five or, you know, family and all of these things, then like you're going to have to get really creative with your time and focus on time blocking, right? So if you come to the table and you're like, all right, I got to do seven tasks, break it down. Monday, I do this. Tuesday, I do this. Like every day you should be working on your business in some form or fashion, whatever it happens to be, but you don't have a ton of things to focus on, right? It really is truly content creation, DM strategy, and pitching your offer. Those are the three key components to hitting your first 10K. All right. So moving on, next phase of the business is that 20 to 50K mark, right? So what did my time look like here? So at this point, I was building a team. I had an OBM. I had a DM strategist. And that was pretty much it. Honestly, I am not somebody who is going to push you to have a really big team in the beginning. I know 50K doesn't sound like it's the beginning, but truly what I find is people have too many cooks in the kitchen and it gets confusing because you don't know who's going to be doing what. I've had clients that have hired like VAs and OBMs too early on. And with that being said, it's like they kind of overlap in tasks and it gets confusing or there's a VA and they have the VA doing like DM stuff and graphics and everything. And like, that's also a very confusing role. So, you know, if you think about your team in categories, right? So if you're somebody who's going for that 20 to 50 K spot, I want you to think about the levels. So, you know, there's an operations department, there is a you know, systems and tech department, there is an HR department, there is a sales department, there is a marketing department. You may not have somebody in all departments because you may be the department for now, right? Like you are probably HR, you know what I mean? So with that being said, you're also probably marketing. So when you bring in somebody, they need to fit in one category, not multiple categories when you're hiring a team. So just something to kind of keep in mind. So my OBM obviously was, you know, my kind of like main person really doing everything for me and taking care of just backend ops, all of that. So all of that was off my plate at this point, right? Because when I hit that six figure mark, I was pretty overwhelmed and I needed some help and I did not want to spend time anymore on things like contracts, graphic creation, backend systems, like all of those kinds of things, right? Failed payments if they happen. So that all went to her. Now, with that being said, naturally you're thinking, oh my gosh, you have all this free time now, right? And I, I can't tell you how much time I quote got back after hiring Jenna it was more of like my energy could be focused elsewhere, right? Also, just to give you a, an idea of where my business was at, when I was hitting 20K months, I had 75 clients on my roster. It was stacked. My entire Monday and Tuesday, they were totally full of check-ins. Like I, that's all I did on Mondays and Tuesdays. 
And so I had three days a week realistically to focus on other things. So at this point in my business, I already knew that I was getting ready to start business coaching. I had some people that were reaching out to me in the DMs and I, I had some private mentees at this time and I didn't realize it intentionally, but they served as my market research for what is now Fitness Coach Academy. You know, I got to a point where I was working with these mentees and I was repeating the same things over and over because of course I was getting clients that were, you know, just starting out at the very beginning and wanting to scale faster. You know, I had my, I had a ton of time for fitness coaching. And then I had this, this devoted time towards my business coaching. And I realized, wow, there's, there's an untapped market for me here. And so I wanted to create a course that would basically take these clients through that four month journey that I was doing. And so that's how fitness coach Academy was created. And so I was building out this course on the back end, and that was a huge project for me. So I was still working, I would say eight to 10 hour days for sure again. And again, I was taking days off, right? Like, I don't want you to think that I'm working seven days a week, but when I, I get really excited about projects and new things and new ideas, right? And so when I'm like, all right, there's, I know there's other courses out there. I have to make this better than all of them. I have to make this one dominate the space. Like I'm ready to go. And so that was my mission. How can I make this different? How can I make this better? How can I make this stand out? And so I poured a lot of my time into the marketing aspect, the sales page, the content creation, the launch strategy, all of that kind of stuff. And so that, that took time, right? So, you know, when you get to those 20 to 50 K spots, it's yes, you have time back in certain areas of your business, but then it kind of goes towards time in another area. Now, what's cool about when you get to this like 50 K mark or around there is you have systems so in place that you can take a lot more time off, right? So zero to 10 K I didn't take a ton of time off because I was the only one in my business. I couldn't like let my team handle the inbox or whatever, right? So 20 to 50, you're, you're getting more solidified in your systems, right? Like you have solid systems in place. So that means more vacation for sure. I mean, I definitely was taking time off and all of that. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. But as you can see, I'm still not telling you that there's a three hour workday, which I can't really conceive, Okay. Now I want to go to the 100K, the six-figure plus months, okay? What that kind of looks like. So at this point, you are probably going to be building out a team. Now, when I say 100K, you know, maybe this starts at 75K or whatever, but you get what I'm saying. I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to focus on that the six-figure month mindset. So team build out. So you still got your OBM, but now you're really going to be building out your own sales team. So you might be, you know, building out setters. And, and what I, what I mean by setter is, is the person, the DMs, who's going to set the call for you, book the call for you. And then you've got closers, which are people that are going to be on your, like doing the calls for you. You may start bringing in expert coaches for your course or things like that. Like at this point, you know, depending on your business, you, probably still have obviously your fitness coaching clients. You maybe have a team of assistant coaches. Maybe you don't coach fitness clients anymore. Maybe it's all your assistant coaches at this point. It's kind of how you want to build that business. 
and maybe you're focusing on a higher level course, right? Like your, your high level course at this point is, is what's probably got you to the six figure a month mark or a mastermind or something like that. Right. So your funnel is a little more, it, it's just, it's very, it's very well flushed out, right? To get six figure months, you have to have a solid funnel and solid systems. What I mean by funnel is for me, you start in fitness coach Academy, you kick ass, you join six figure fitness coach, you kick ass. Six Figure Fitness Coach builds you all the way up. I can't give you guys a ton of detail because I'm going to be making some changes to that soon, which I'm so excited for. But eventually, Six Figure Fitness Coach will take you all the way to seven figures, which is which is the whole point of that, right? So you kind of ride that up. So as you're scaling, though, to those 100K months, right, like I said, you know, you, you have more content at this point and you have higher level projects. So you're also managing a team. Yes, your OBM is going to do management, but ultimately like you are a leader in your business. So you want to make sure that you're doing that. So you're managing teams. You've got, I don't want to say more meetings, but you know, sales huddles, things like that, higher level projects. So you're probably, you know, really like building out a CRM, which your OBM is going to be doing, but you are definitely like overseeing the project for that. You are probably revamping your courses, making things better, flushing things out, staying ahead. You're probably looking at, you know, like an ads funnel, updating email marketing. Like there's a lot of back end stuff. I could go on and on and on. And it's, I can't give you a ton of specifics just because I want to make sure this resonates with everyone who's listening, but I think you get my point. So hundred K months, you know, I mean, I, I was talking about my quarter two, And I took, I think, 25 days off. And I mean off, like totally off, right? Like I moved into my new house. I drove across the country for that. I had like probably five vacations with my friends. So, you know, I want to say like at this level, there's a lot more time freedom in the sense that I don't feel like I have to just grind every day like I did from zero to 10K. However, the ebbs and flows, in my opinion, are a little more intense, right? So if you're getting ready for a launch, like you know that quarter two is going to be crazy, or if you are rebuilding a system or something like that, and you're kind of like tweaking a, a model or method, like, you know, there's just more ebbs and flows. But, you know, ultimately where I'm at, my current schedule is on average, I would say I work anywhere from probably... I mean, I think 40 is pretty average, 40 hours a week for me. I definitely have weeks where I'm working 30. I definitely have weeks where I work a little bit more than 40. Like there are there are weeks where I work weekends. I also find a lot of peace on the weekends doing content creation because I don't respond to my clients on the weekends. Now, here is the caveat that I wanted to talk about at the beginning that, that I kind of alluded to. Will I always work 40 hours a week? No, 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 definitely not. As my business continues to grow and we can continue to build this company, like there are going to be changes, right? But I'm at a place right now where it is very, very valuable for me to be working with my clients, okay? So whether you are an FCA or six-figure fitness coach, like you get me every single day. And that is a difference between Somebody like me who is telling you like, yes, I do work more. Now, I'm not saying all of those hours are on my clients. No, but if a coach is telling you they work three hours a day, they likely have a lot more of those support coaches and systems in place to where you are not getting them directly. 
Is that a bad thing? I don't know. That's for you to decide, right? Um, for me, that's not how I run my business personally. And what I have found just from my own market research and honestly working with you is that when you are working with support coaches versus the head coach, oftentimes retention is lacking. Oftentimes results are lacking. Now there's a skill to this, okay? Because again, can't give you too many details, but I will be bringing on my first kind of like mini me, so to speak. I will not be calling that person a support coach. They will be a coach for sure, but this is somebody that will go through extensive training and I will need to feel so secure that they can handle a portion of coaching, right? And so what I find is that oftentimes coaches will just bring on people that maybe are not the level they need to be at, don't have the skills that they need to be at, or the support coaches are all on totally different pages and it just brings confusion about, right? So again, if you want to be that coach who is working three hours a day max, then that's probably the model that you're trying to build is where you are totally removing yourself and you are basically outsourcing all of your coaching. I think that there is a healthy balance of coaching outsourcing and still doing the work, but that's me. Like I really value that. And I do have clients that are more into the outsourcing aspect in the future. With that being said, that means we are training those people and working on what that bigger vision looks like so that retention is high because that is really the key between how I operate my business and how other coaches operate their business is the fact that like, I'm really in the trenches with you. I'm a heart-centered coach, you know? So I do work a little bit more than the average. And to me, it's worth it because my clients get results, right? And I love what I fucking do, you know? Anyway, I hope that this was helpful. I really wanted to break down just how it it feels and the flow of it and what you can expect. And, you know, I don't, I don't say this because I want you to be scared, but, you know, if you think that you're going to leave your nine to five and just not work 40 hours a week, that's not... That's not real. That's not the truth. You you definitely are going to work less in certain aspects and more in certain aspects. And there's going to be more of the ebb and flow and time freedom as you scale and grow and get all of that support, right? From your mentor, from your team. But I just want you to know that when you're starting out, especially, it is so, so, so critical to really like grind it out and really get the support and the help and assistance that you need, guys. So anyway, if you need anything, y'all know DMs are always open. Holler at me. I hope this was helpful and I'll see y'all next time. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.